Good evening and welcome to show 62 of the Over 35s podcast. Uh, I've been on my holidays for a week, but I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but unfortunately, Chinny isn't back. He's still not back. So we have got a replacement this evening. We have yes, got a zombie, zombie Chin. So we'll start with him. So uh, would you like to say hello, zombie Chin? <laughs> Very nice to have you with us this evening. <laughs> and we've also got the Duke. Yes, I am here. Gammer Joba. And, and where was that one from? That's from Georgia, the area that Russia was trying to take over. All right. Oh, well, you never know. We might have some. We have got a listener in Moscow, didn't we? We did well, say that the other week. Um, yeah. Probably right now going, they, we didn't try to take it over. I can't, you lie about global politics. And I did I did think I noticed one in Lithuania or somewhere weird like that this week as well. We, we've got listeners everywhere. We have. All very odd. Um, oh. it, thank you for that, Ginny. Uh, um, what was Have you any idea what you said? I don't. It's kind of hard to make out. I mean, it's nice that he's here, but I wish he'd speak up a little bit and yeah. try to let us know what he said. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I think uh, I think we better start, aren't we? Well, it's fair to say we've been playing lots of new games this week, haven't we? Lots of modern ones. <laughs> it's true. It's We're true. just at the top of our game. It, it is. I mean, we've been playing all the new releases. You know, we've been uh, catching up on all those brand new games just out. Um, That's right. So let's start off with with what you've uh, been up to because you've been playing Oblivion, which is I have been playing awesome. Oblivion because, and here's why: I've been playing it because I was playing. I was in the used game store, and I had one of my fits where I suddenly needed to play a role playing game, and I just finished Sacred Two, which is a great game, and everybody who ever played Diablo and liked it uh, should definitely play Sacred Two. But I finished it. And I actually started playing it again because it's just that kind of game. You, you start different characters and it's just so tempting to get sucked in again. And I was like, wait a minute, I need a break. I need a different game now. So I went over to the game shop and I was like, I need a role-playing game. And I, I let my judgment slip so much that I was holding infinite undiscovery. And I'm like, all right, how bad can it be? Well, the answer is it can be pretty freaking bad because that game sucks. Well, it can't be that bad because it, it, didn't, have yes, it, a, it, didn't, it didn't have a turn-based combat system, did it? <laughs> well... No, it didn't have a turn-based combat. Well, that surely makes it better than your <laughs> average JRPG. Well, you know what? You might think that, but it still doesn't mean it's a good game, because it's not. That game is not good. So I played it for like I played it for about two hours. I actually gave it a real good chance. And then I brought it back, and the game shop in, in my town is really awesome, because if you take a game back the next day, a lot of times they'll go, didn't you just buy this? And I said, yeah, but it's really not very good, because I was going to sell it to them, right? And they go, oh, we'll give you, you know, exchange, they'll exchange it. You know, they take a little processing fee, but still, it's really cool that they'll, you know, let you try a game out sometimes, and if you bring it back, even though it's just because it's bad, they'll still give you your money back. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, I must admit, most shops in this country definitely wouldn't do that, I don't think. Well, most shops in this country wouldn't either, but this is a locally run shop, and it's just good people, so. Yeah. Do you know, when, anyway. I was a, when I was a kid, we used to go to a shop in Chorley just like that, and, it, you know, it was like up a little side street, and you go up in these steps, and yeah. there'd be just box after box of games, you know, just stacked all over the walls everywhere, and that, that was quite a cool little shop. I used to like those sorts of shops. Yeah. But you, you don't tend to get those very much these days, do you? No, you don't. 
So come on, anyway, Oblivion. So, okay, so I, I got Infinite Discovery, and I was like, you know what? This was stupid. I'm going to take it back. And then I got Oblivion again because I had played it once before, and I got about halfway through the main quest, and I was like, you know what? Uh, it feels repetitive. And I'm going back to it now, and oh my goodness, I, I, I must have just been spoiled when I played it the first time because it is a really great game. That game has a lot of beauty in it, uh, both in terms of the graphics and the way it plays and the variety of things there are in it. Well, I, I'm going to call you out a little bit here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, do you have you any idea why? It's about turn. Is about real time combat. It, it possibly is a little bit connected to that. Well, that's one of the things that I wish was different, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but also it's not only that, is it really? Because that's not the only problem you've got, is it? Because <laughs> it's not really a big problem. I'll be honest. I'm willing to overlook that. Go on. Yeah, but when you think about it, have you actually read your profile recently at the O three fives and and exactly what you said on there at uh-huh. all by any chance? I don't read things that I write. I just write them and then forget do you, about do them. Do you not? Well, you should do because you just, you what said. What does it say? I'm just trying to find it. Here we well, go. He's looking about that up. me. Zombie about chin. me. What? Go ahead. Are you, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Here we go. Here we go. I'm in. I'm an old school. No, sorry. Old. I said older. Sorry, it doesn't say that, does it? I'm a high school English teacher in Wisconsin, USA. I love playing all sorts of video games except real-time strategy and real-time battle RPGs. Now, now it says it in plain writing there, and you are an English teacher, so you must have known you'd written this. You know? well, well, first of all, well, since when does being an English teacher give me a flawless memory, A, and B, I generally don't like real-time action RPGs except Fable 2 and Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, what about... Um, Sacred 2, wasn't, wasn't that a real... Yeah, Sacred 2, and every other real-time game. So, okay, so maybe I should realize that. Whatever, it's not important. The point think... is that the stealth in Oblivion has been driving me freaking crazy. I started out doing the Dark Brotherhood, which was probably a mistake because those are the toughest stealth missions of all, but it was just driving me crazy. Like, I was hiding in the shadows, I'm waiting for this guard to go by, and he takes forever, and I don't know what the psychology of the game designers is, so I'm not sure if, if I turn around without actually moving, is that constitute motion that he's sensing, and if I move toward him, he goes, oh, what's that? And he stops, and then when I move away again, why doesn't he start moving again? It just it doesn't make sense to me how that all works. I've got to say, the Dark Brotherhood quest was probably one of the better ones. It, it was really, really good. It's a good quest line. I've had a lot of fun with it. I mean, and I realized when I'm... Because I, uh, the other thing was that I'm doing the mage quest now, and yeah. I uh, I hadn't really worked with a lot of the spells last time around. Like, I got fire and ice and lightning at one point. And so this time around, I've really realized that there are some really cool spells. Like, I can walk on water now, and, oh, yeah. and that thing, night eye, where you can see in the dark, that's really helpful. It's like night vision, you know? Uh, but I realize that I'm slowly because I'm 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 turning into the Emperor from Star Wars because I got that black hood and cloak, you know, from the end of the Dark Brotherhood quest. And then I was like, you know what? I want one attack spell. What one am I really going to develop? And I was like, you know, the coolest thing for a magic user is to have lightning shooting from your fingers. So now I got the dark hood <laughs> and the lightning shooting from my fingers. <laughs> I'm totally turning into. So you're just going around blasting everybody, are you? Yeah, exactly. I must admit, I was more of a conjuration. I I used to summon creatures, so yeah, I used to summon. Lazy. You want them to do? I know, and I just let them do the fighting for me. And also, uh, when I got power, because I, I was a master mage, I I went down the magic route. Yeah. I See, I actually thought I was going to start out just doing like fighting with swords and stuff, but then as I got further into it, I realized, okay, there's something to the stealth, there's something to the magic. But all of my, you know, 
set up your character things, what class are you going to mostly go for? I was like, well, I'm just going to be a warrior. So I have to, I'm sort of compensating for the fact that I have heavy armor skill, but I don't really wear much heavy armor and stuff. But have you, have anyway, you got, can I ask you, have you got the unbreakable skeleton? No, I haven't even found, stumbled upon that. So no, I don't really care that. about it. You should get that. You know, I, it's something, like you said, it would just open the door to everything and that would, I think, take some of the fun out of it. Somehow. Yeah, especially especially in the Thieves Guild quest because then you oh, don't have to pick any locks, you know, you yeah. can sort of go through that. But what I think broke, broke it the most for me, though, wasn't probably that, it was when I was powerful enough as a mage to make full invisibility armor and stuff when I could enchant my own stuff and I was fully visible. And then you literally can do whatever. It is quite amusing though because you'll go and hit a guard and he'll go, who was that? And he'll, he <laughs> nice. can't see you. So you can yeah. see and they, they do react as though they obviously they don't know you're there, so it is quite yeah, amusing. Yeah. Yeah, um, hey, Chinny, uh, Zombie Chin, have you been playing Fallout 3? Battle Caps. <laughs> so many battle caps. <laughs> I guess that's a yes then. Yeah. Those bottle caps. Ah, keeps collecting They're those. And the other thing, Kingdom for the Keflings. What? Kingdom for the Keflings, dude. Oh my god, the Zulus have gone crazy with this. Have you played it at all? Never. I downloaded it and I started playing it and then couldn't really get my head around it's it. It's a lot of fun. Did you ever play Age of Empires? No. Okay, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Oh, for crying out loud. Let yeah, me just I go know. back to your, uh, just to let you just look at your profile here. Except real-time strategy. I'm real-time battle RPG. Oh, my God. Heaven help us all. I have an open mind about games, and if there's one that I tend to not to like in that genre, but the game itself is good, then I'm going to get into it. Ah, what a horrible thing. I forgot. I'm an American. Once I say I have a certain preference, I have to stick to that and never, ever deviate, ever. No, but just like, you know, you know, the two games that you've been playing this week yeah, both fall under the accept bit of your profile. Go on, carry on, anyway. Is the other one because not only is that real time <laughs> combat, but it never stops. You can't pause it. You can't talk about a hardcore game. Oh my goodness, it's insane. But on the other end of the spectrum is Kingdom for Kathleen. And I'll be honest, this is another hypocrisy coming up from me because I was giving a hard time to Microsoft about their whole casual thing. I'm like, it's going to take away you know resources from this and that and blah blah blah. And Kingdom for Kathleen is a really great game, but it's totally. Not you know it's casual it's a casual game and the reason I started playing it is because I thought it might be kind of fun to play a game with my avatar and and it is a lot of fun not so much because of the avatar I mean that's kind of cool but it's not really that big a deal but the it's just it's the it's the first part of Age of Empires before you start doing all the warfare and it's all about resource management and building stuff and. It just, it feels like, first of all, it feels like a very socialist or, you know, Marxist game where you're like, let us build our community, you know, brethren, and I will be the vanguard carrying around the bricks, and you will be the workers bringing the stone over to the brick masons and all that. But uh, the Zulu squad's gone crazy with it. They, they, everybody's playing it, and we've all been going into each other's worlds to build little towers because there's an achievement for that, and it's just a lot of fun. It's really a lot of fun. It have you sound- tried it, Zombie Chin? Have you played that game at all? <laughs> Yeah, I guess he doesn't think much of it, to be honest. No, it doesn't sound like he liked it. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a bit like you sort of were, but not anymore. You know, because... <laughs> yeah. But I'm the opposite. I mean, I don't like uh, turn-based combat games. 
and I, and I still find them hard work, to be honest. But I, I really don't like real-time strategy games. I just can't be bothered. It takes too long, and I can't be arsed. You know, I just want to sort of do stuff straight away, and I think that's my problem. And I, I think that's part of the same issue with, with turn-based uh, combat games as well, because I, I just want to do it. I can't be bothered lining stuff up. I just want to do it. You know? Well, you know, not everybody has enough intelligence to keep up with oh, one of these games. I understand. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh, I'm just kidding you. How rude. How rude. Um, yeah, I've, well, I've been up to a few things. I did say before, God, it's like two weeks ago now. It seems like a long yeah, time. Yeah, how was your break? Yeah, it was very good. Very good. I walked you, up. You were uh, Aust- Austria. Went to That's Austria. awesome. Did you see some koala bears and stuff? And no. No, not Australia. Aust- did you riding a kangaroo? No, no, I walked up a mountain. At some you see Michael Howard, what's his name? Michael Howard? He's the PM in, in Austria? Uh, he's not Michael Howard, he's one of our MPs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he used to be the leader know. of the Conservative Party at some point. Uh, right, then. Yeah, I definitely didn't see Michael Howard, I don't think. I saw oh, okay. Dame Edna Everidge, that's who I saw. No, I didn't go to Australia, I went to Austria. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But there was no gaming, there was no gaming apart from... What? Yeah, well, that's the trouble. So I was, uh, I tried to complete a few of the challenges on Peggle on my iPhone while I was, uh, so that's what I did. And some of those. At the bottom of the barrel. Well, co- come on, Peggle. No, not that Peggle's a bad game. No, I'm just saying it just, it just sounds like you're going back to things that you haven't played in a long time. And... Well, I sort of haven't because I finished the main, you know, the main completing all the levels and never, never really did any of the challenges. I but... tried three of them and I was like, forget this. Well, I've, I've actually done a few. I did all of the, you know, the um, get rid of all the orange pegs. So I completed all of those. Yeah. Uh, and I did the, the extreme, two of the, or three of the extreme ones. I did the complete a level with only three balls left. Mm. And I did the complete a level with one ball. I managed wow. to actually do that, which was pretty impressive. I have to... That took you seven years. Oh, it took me a while, but it, it was all about getting the free balls and obviously being really careful how you did it. But the ones I'm really struggling with is is the uh, getting the, I think it's 400,000 points in a level, is it 500? I've, I've done all of them yeah. apart from that one. No, I've, do, I've been doing them, I've been doing them, but I did play it an awful lot. <laughs> yeah. You also so, went around and got the 500 energy orbs in Crackdown, didn't you? I did. Yeah, did so you know. You got the patience for that stuff. I well, I sort of. Well, that's the weird thing about me is I'm not that patient. I'm not a patient person, really. And it's weird that I. But I am sort of one of these fanatical. People, then. Yeah, when I set my mind to doing something, then I'm going to yeah. do no matter what. So that's yeah. the way I operate. It's not that I'm sort of patient. It's it's when I sort of see a challenge and want to do it, then I just sort of keep doing it till I've done it. <laughs> as long as it's an important challenge. You know? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And and the other thing I played on it was uh, Resident Evil 4, the, the iPhone version. They made which... an iPhone version of Resident Evil yeah. 4? Yeah, well, they've done it. It's quite clever, actually, because what they did in the original game, they've taken all the sort of the showdown bits from the original levels yeah. So obviously they couldn't fit the whole of Resident Evil 4 on an iPhone. Right, right. So what they did was take the sort of pivotal points of each level and, and obviously create sort of 13 levels gotcha. uh, with the sort of the best bit of the level, you know, or the most intense bit. Yeah. Um, but it's still got that most annoying stop and shoot mechanic. Even I was about in... to say, is there... I mean, so it's got to be hard to build in. Oh, it's really hard to control that. And, and it's pretty punishing as well. It's pretty tough. So I'm, I'm gradually working my way through that as well. Yeah. Um, but going back anyway, previous to the holiday, previous to the holiday, I did yes. say my wife was away. Wife yes. was away. You and had some time. Yeah, she was. She was away with the sisters. Yeah. 
So I was home alone to play games, which is always a good thing. And um, I did put up a a vote in the forums as to what game to play while she was away and finish, and it went with Fable 2. Oh, really? Zombie Chinny, did you participate in that vote? What did you want him to play? (sighs) Buy Virtual Tennis 09. It's out now in stores. (sighs) Yeah, no, that's definitely not what I wanted to play. So I didn't. Yeah, I don't know why he would ask you to play that. It's virtual tennis. What's he on? Um, but yeah, anyway. Fable two. Yeah. Anyway, Fable so you got two. revenge for your sister. I did. I did. Um, I want to sort of do a bit of a spoiler because my favorite bit was the very end. I've got to say my favorite favorite bit. So if if you've never finished Fable, jump stop, ahead two minutes. Yeah, jump. Well, it won't even be that long, really. Well, but if you've never. We'll drag yeah. it out. Yeah. But if you've never never finished Fable, you know, jump ahead. But if you have, I thought the ending was just hilarious. I mean, I assume you played this. Yeah, it's been a little while. I don't remember the ending all that clearly. Well, the, the very ending, you do all these big battles and everything. And at the yeah. very, very end, he stood on a platform, isn't he? Right, right. And, and he's sort of zapping everybody and getting power off him. Off yeah, because you have a bunch of your friends with you too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's yeah, great. You have to make decisions about who lives and dies. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But before any of that happens, you sort of stop him zapping them. And then you just go up and hit him once with the sword. And it's a little bit like the finger prod off worms. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he just falls off the platform, and and yeah. one of the one of the party just says, "God, I thought he'd never shut up," and that's <laughs> and it was just yeah. like I just thought it was the greatest ending to a game that I've I've I laughed a lot at the end. Yeah. I just thought it was I really, that being kind of fun. really funny, but it was just was, and and I really liked it. I must admit though, I did once I started concentrating just on the main story mode, I did fly through it. It didn't take very long to get to the end. Yeah, I mean it's it's the side missions that'll get you caught up. Yeah, I mean, I did like. I particularly like the section in, at the spire, you know, where you you sort of go out to the spire. Is that the one where you have to like torture people? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I hated that because it was you didn't have a choice. Well, you sort of did. Yeah. You just well, not if you wanted to advance the quest. Well, no, you didn't because I didn't because I played as a goodie all the way through, so I didn't torture anybody there. But the the sort of you know the guy who's a bit like the guy the emperor of Star Wars, isn't he? Yeah. Was, and he just keeps zapping you all the time. But he I doesn't. thought he would kill you if you didn't. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense because I just kept whacking him. You know, when uh-huh. he was telling me to do stuff and, and telling him to kill the peasant, I just went up and started hitting him with, the, you know, with my sword and stuff. Mm. And he, he just zapped me till I was unconscious. I guess I'm just more of a wuss in a game. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't care about that. I thought, you know, because I, I never ever play um, RPGs as a baddie anyway. I always play oh, yeah. as the nice guy. You know, I'm, I'm actually nice. doing Oblivion sort of as a baddie. Like, I'll finish ah. the quest, and then I'll be like, here's your wedding ring back that you lost 20 years ago, ma'am. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And then, like, I'll kill her or something and rob her. That's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible, but it's funny. Yeah, I think it says something about you as a person. Well, you know, Chinny's also playing Fallout as an evil person, so let's see what uh-huh. Zombie Chin thinks about this whole thing. <laughs> Shut up, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, I guess he agrees with us. I mean, he is a zombie. It's he's bound to be evil. But still, you don't need to be rude. I mean, come um, on, zombie chin, don't be rude. Yeah, I wish he'd stop being rude. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, the other thing I've been playing, yeah, something even more modern than that. He says, uh, a, a fr- yeah, oh no, yeah, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, lent me his PS2. He lent me his oh, PS2. Oh snap. 
And uh, hello. Some of you have been playing Ico. I haven't, no. Unfortunately, he's got it, but he was up in his attic, so he's going to dig that one out for me. Let me know, and I'll come over, and I'll watch you play Ico. <laughs> I know. And I'll I... sit there and bite my tongue when you're not doing the right thing. <laughs> Pull the other lever! Do you know, though, funnily, though, talking of Ico, I, I have look, looked at a bit of video of this, because I've never played it. Never played it. So I thought, well, what's it all about? Because everybody goes on about Ico being the greatest PS2 yeah, game more. ever. And all that sort of stuff. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to have a look at it. So I went on you YouTube. If you like you'll like Ico. That's all I'll say. Well, I don't know. I was watching it, and it just looked like some guy with a bamboo pole hitting beetles and stuff. Yeah, that part's dumb. You know, and that's a bit that's I found. That's a very small part of the game. Is it? Because I was like, and there's this girl running after him, and he's just whacking beetles and... Well, they're actually like shadow monsters, but I know what you mean. It's dumb. It didn't look great, I've got to say. I was a bit like, oh, so this is that it. That part... That's the only, well, one of the only parts that I'll really, you know, when I was playing it the first time, I was like, you know, because it's sort of like that thing, I, I haven't really played much Tomb Raider, but I understand there's some parts where you're trying to f- solve a puzzle or figure out how this, you know, huge stone thing moves, and then suddenly bad guys appear, and you got to take a minute to shoot them. Well, that's kind of what it's like in Ico, because you'll be, you know, moving toward the next part of the castle, and then here come these shadow warriors, and you got to stop them and all that. But whatever, it's, like I said, it's a pretty small part of the game. Yeah, because that, that was released in about 2001, wasn't it? So it's like, you know, about eight years old. Yeah, about yeah. eight years old. Um, but what I have been playing is Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah? You know, which I thought, you know, because obviously he, he did give me that one. Uh, yeah. Along with with God of War as well, so I'm going to have That's a go with God yeah. of War. God of War is a good game. Yeah. But do you know what? Again, Shadow of the Colossus was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, me neither, because I thought it was going to be a lot like Ico. So what were you expecting? I don't know. I was expecting this sort of beat-em-up sort of button-bashing... <laughs> well, it is a beat-em-up, except that you're the one getting beaten up. Really? Well, how much have you played? I've I've uh, killed about six colossi now. Well, there, aren't you getting beaten up by them? No, not at all. Well, you're just great at video games. Well, no, not at, no, I don't think I am, but I'm, I've well. sort of... it's. Do you know what? Do you know what I thought what was really weird? Because... It's sort of this big open world. It reminded me a lot of um, Prince of Persia, the new one. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you've got your central bit where you are. Right. You know, and obviously you have to go out from there to all the different points. And it was almost identical to the way that Prince of Persia worked. I was amazed at how much it looked like it. Uh-huh. You know, or how much the new Prince of Persia looked like this, should I say. Yeah, right. Rather. Uh, and it did make me wonder whether it was... And you know what? The other thing I was really amazed at is that it's not that old a game either. Yeah. Because it not... came came out in 2006. So it was yeah. after the 360 launch that was released. Uh-huh. You know, which was which was pretty amazing also, you know, because yeah. I thought it was quite, you know, be 2004, 2005, you know. I didn't realize it was as new a game. Um but there was a few things really... I mean, what impressed you most about the game? The graphics were great. and I, You know, the concepts, it was interesting, but I, I'll be honest, I, I just sucked at it. I spent about an hour trying to kill the first Colossus, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand how it works. I think I'm grabbing the right stuff, and it just... Oh, my God. just kept stomping me and killing me, and that was it. And I was like, you know what? I don't care enough. It hasn't given me any kind of story. Do you know? I wasn't really... Oh, me. God. Do you know? That's really weird, right? Because when I first started playing it, I felt a lot like that until I figured out what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And do you know what? Once you figure out what you're supposed to be doing, it isn't, it isn't that difficult to do. Well, you know, it's... I've never, ever changed my opinion about a game, so I'm never going to change my opinion about I this I don't know. Game. 
I think, do you know what's really odd about that, right? I think one of the things that impressed me the most was the animation, I thought, is phenomenal. The yeah, way the it horse, is, of course. The way the horse moves and looks is the most realistic I've ever seen a horse in a game. Yeah. You know, and, and even the way you have to kick it to get it going, you know, like a real horse, it doesn't, you know, push for, I'm there pushing forward on the analog stick wondering why it's not moving. <laughs> right. You know, because you're so used to that though, aren't you? Uh-huh, sure. But, you know, the way it jumps, if it comes to a hill, you know, all that stuff, I was really impressed. But what I was most impressed with is the mechanics for taking down the Colossi. I, f- I just thought it was unbelievable how they'd worked out, because it, it is like a living puzzle game. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I just didn't give it enough time, maybe I didn't give it enough energy, maybe if I had, if I had been able to conquer one, then I probably would have stuck with it, but... Yeah, just because it, because it's just it's such a clever game, you know. Once you work out what because the first one, because basically the first one behind his knee there's a point, and once you grab hold of his fur, you can pull yourself up onto his leg. Yeah, yeah. I found a website that was explaining it all, and I was like, all right, I tried it for like half an hour, and then I was like, okay, I don't. But once I you get on his, well, what what you've got to realize, you know, God, I don't know whether you remember this is weird. Now I'm trying to explain <laughs> it to you, but do you remember the circle? There's a circle, isn't there? And it gets smaller and smaller as you're holding on, and eventually, if you don't sort of regain any of it, you drop off, don't you? I think I never was able to actually grab his fur or something. Weird, because yeah. it works a lot like it, it. Reminded me a lot of Tomb Raider because it's that very old school sort of having to hold down a button while you you want yeah. to to keep clinging on. Right. But each animal is different, so even though the way you kill them is pretty much the same, whichever yeah. one it is, it's almost the same. Right. But but the way you get to the kill you get to it, right? is totally different. Each yeah. one has its own. And I've just done such a cool one. It's like a giant bird, and you have to actually jump on it while it's flying. Yeah. And it's swooping round with you on its back, beating its wings, and you've got to get to all these points on its body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did. I've got to admit, I agree with you to a certain extent. It does take a little bit. To, I think it's one of those love it or hate it games from what I can gather. Yeah, I didn't exactly love it, I guess. And no, I'm really surprised at that. I thought you would have done because it's sort of a puzzly game, but... But see, that's the thing is that, I mean, we can, if we want to talk about my consistency, let's go back to what I said about Portal. Like, I loved Portal without reservation until I got to the part where there are things shooting at you. I think once you introduce an element of, this is why I loved Myst so very much, is that there really was no danger in Myst. I think puzzle games, I like puzzle games most when there's no danger, when there's no, you don't have to worry about getting killed. You can just focus on figuring out the damn thing. And Ico, for the most part, did that well until the shadow creatures start jumping out of the woodwork. And Portal did it really well until you had to start worrying about these turrets shooting you. And there's really no need for it, I mean. But but the different Shadow of Colossus, to a certain extent, do you know what? It, some of the creatures, you know, and, and there is a little bit of this sort of moral stuff in it, I would say. Because obviously, didn't get to that. yeah, because the whole game revolves around you wanting to save who's presumably your girlfriend or wife or whatever uh-huh. she is to you or sister, you know, it doesn't uh-huh. really explain. Uh-huh. And, and obviously these spirits tell you that if you go and kill 15 colossi or 16, is it 16 colossi, you can bring her back to life. So it's very selfish, isn't it? Right. But some of them don't even attack you. So you sort yeah. of you're going up to kill these creatures that are, are obviously quite peaceful and not interested in the least in you until you start attacking them, yeah. you know. And some of them are, you know, some of them have big clubs and stuff which they hit you with, you know, if you yeah. get in the way. But some of those clubs are part of the puzzle of getting onto them as well, you know. So yeah. it's very clever. I really love it. And each battle, even if you do know what you're doing, usually takes about forty minutes. Yeah, it's like. It's like a boss fight at the end of every game, but for every right. level. Yeah, yeah. 
you know? And I really like that. You do feel like you've been in a huge time-consuming battle with this. You know, it's almost like a game of chess working out your next move, you know, where you're going to attack it from this time. And right. I just love it. I, I'm really enjoying it. Really, really am. Great. Let's move on. But yeah, let's move on. Um, right. Yeah, we've got, I've got a few topics to talk about tonight, you know, different stuff. Um, nice. The first one I want to have a, have a talk about, you know, we've seen a lot of movement in the last sort of 18 months for games which contain user-generated content or, yes. you know, games where the, the user can create stuff. Yeah. But, you know, what I'd like to ask is, you know, are these games the future? You know, because there's been a lot said about them and people want to supposedly do it. But then when it comes down to the crunch, re- you know, people really that bothered. I don't know. What do you think? Well, people are bothered, but I don't know if people are bothered to I, – I, I know how, what I think. People are bothered to do it, but people aren't – generally speaking, are not bothered to do it well. And we can look at any number of examples. I mean, YouTube is a great example. People put all sorts of crap all over YouTube. It's, very, it's you know, relatively rare that you find something really good on YouTube that people have spent a long time on. So I think that a lot of games – give you the chance to make user-generated content, but by and large, there's no real point to other people exploring your content because most of the time it's just crap people whipped together and didn't really spend a lot of time on. Now, of course, that's not true about all of them, and I'm sure there are some great user-created boards on Little Big Planet. You know, you and Shinny have talked about that, but I can't imagine that it's more than 10% of the stuff that's uploaded is really worth taking a look at. Yeah, I think it's weird. I mean, if going back to your YouTube comments, I mean, how often do you go on YouTube and actually watch anything other than a game trailer or some game footage that's come out? Or, or somebody know, sent the, me something about, yeah, here's somebody did a really funny thing about yeah. uh, Obama does have death panels. We found exclusive footage, and then they cut to the Futurama where the old man is, you know, Professor Farnsworth being taken to the, the whole, oh, retirement place for the old people, and it's like, this is what's going to happen under Obama's plan. I did like the one that was put up on the site, though, with uh, Hitler and, yeah. and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very amusing, I have to yeah. say. So there so, is I mean, there's, but there's funny stuff up there, but, but, by, but, you know, yeah, it's, again, 10% of the total stuff that's uploaded. Yeah, it's just chuff, isn't it? Yeah. I think what's interesting, I mean, this, you know, for me, I think this, you know, especially in the console generation, really started with Halo 3, didn't it? In the Forge, all the, you know, all the way yeah, back in, okay. was that 2007, I think it was? I can't remember now when Halo 3 was. Zombie was... Chen, do you know when it was? <laughs> yeah, 2003, I think he just said. Yeah, <laughs> He's way out, yeah, it was definitely 2007. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it started with a forge, didn't it? And all this, you know, you'll be able to make your own maps on forge. And, and to be fair, do you know what? At the time, I thought, you know what? Bungie, you know, the, you can only put objects on the maps. That's a bit rubbish. Right, right. But looking back on it, maybe they had the right idea by simplifying it. Because that way, people didn't have to try too hard to make something of their own, did they? Because... You know, you could just put stuff in the map. You could put vehicles where you wanted them. You could put the weapons to spawn where you wanted them. You could put the, you know, the teleporters where you yeah, wanted them. Yeah, but do a lot of people even use that? I mean, is it a very popular thing? I don't I've know. I've not heard much about it except for when it came out. It was like, oh, check out this. And people were like, wow, that's really cool. You can do it. And then that's the last I've heard of it. But it's a lot like Little Big Planet, you know, because obviously Bungie put up the ones that they created. 
Yeah. You know, and they were really cool, you know, and people came up with these cool sort of rocket races and all sorts of different maps for that. I mean, we did, I did a couple. We did, we did one on the biggest map, which I can't remember which it was. And it was cool that you could do it with other people, yeah. you know, so two or three right. friends could be helping you. Right. And we created these massive sniper points because we realized if we piled all these girders on top of each other end to end and then put a box on the top. Right. You could then take away the girders underneath, and the box would stay suspended in, you know, in midair as you got it. And we had teleporters on the top of each of these, so there were these really, you know, as high up in the map as you could go, uh, sniping points. Yeah. So we did that, and that was quite cool. And then we did another one called that that, that I called Bungie Roulette, uh-huh. where we, there was um one of the very small maps had a circular bit in the middle, and we put um the the transporter things, so they were all pointing outwards on it, and the either you know, zapped you out into space and you died instantly. Or we had what we called the the weapons room, which was all blocked off, and the only way to get into it was via one of the teleporters. Mm. So if you, if you, so have, I mean, it sounds like looked... it was fun for you mm. and your friends. But I mean, what did did other people? Did you were you able to upload these or? Yeah, yeah, we uploaded them. Mine got played about thirty times the thirty times the bungee roulette until I stopped playing Halo Three and sold it on. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy making them, but I don't know how successful. I mean, if we, if we go back to obviously the one, you know, the other one you mentioned, Little Big Planet. You know, that was touted as being the next biggest thing you know it was going to sell millions it was going to be huge and everyone was going to love it but in all honesty it didn't really do that well did it see and this is the isn't there some microsoft game creator or whatever it is Stute, they have some you know what i'm talking about they there's some, one on the indie games called is it kodo or kodo yeah, yeah yeah something like that and it's like okay that's cool if i want to make a game but i don't want to spend the time learning how to make a game but how many? Even that is going to require a significant to do it right is going to require a significant investment of time and energy that I just don't think most people are going to put in. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But it's not only that; I think it's having the skill and, and the imagination to make these. That's the other problem because, especially with something like Little Big Planet, although it's not massively difficult to use all the tools at your disposal, but there's absolutely loads of them. Well, you yeah. know, to go through all the tutorials takes about an hour. You know, with all the different things you can do, the switches, the cogs, uh, you know, all the little little sounds, how you can attach sounds to your stuff as people pass. You know, but to actually have the imagination to come up with a level that's good, you know, it yeah. takes some, you know, some skill. And yeah. although there's been a million uploaded now, there were, you know, last year there's been a million levels uploaded on Little Big Planet, but. How? What percentage of people? Six good ones. Yeah, exactly. But what also? What percentage of people? It'll be a. I think it'll be a small minority of players who upload a lot of those levels. You know, you'll get a small percentage of people who are really good at it. I mean, I've started three. I was really excited for that game, but I've never finished the level. Yeah, I've started some, but then something happens, or the physics aren't quite right, and or when you try it out, something goes wrong, and then you just think, "Oh, I can't be bothered now." Yeah, and why bother troubleshooting it, especially when. I mean, what is the likely payoff for that? I mean, you know, we don't talk about YouTube, and I don't want to, you know, I've done a little bit of sort of video mashing, chopping stuff up, putting it back together again. And one of them that I did, I took the Matrix, uh, or not Matrix, but the uh, Massive, uh, Mass, jeez, I can't even talk. Mass Effect? No. (laughs) Massive Attack. Oh, I did a song with Most Def on the Blade 2 soundtrack, and I took that music and I made a little video for it from the Matrix final fight between Neo and Agent Smith because the song seemed to go really well for it because it's it's called Eye Against Eye and it's all about, like, you know, 
one of us has to die and all this other stuff. Anyway, um, that's gotten a few, you know, it's got like a hundred thousand views and like, that feels really good. To, you know, mm. A lot of positive comments and stuff, but other stuff that I've done by and large, just nobody looks at it. Nobody really cares. So I kind of feel like why bother putting in all this time? But, but part of that comes down to what you've actually done because you did something with the matrix in and probably put matrix in the title. Yeah, sure. Of course. When people search matrix, right. it comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. But I did one with fight club and you think people will go nuts for fight club. That's gotten maybe 400 views. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know what you're saying and I think, but what I'm saying though, is that the reason I think that, you know, little big planet, I, I think if people are going to, you know, if somebody does have an, a, a good idea for a level, then putting in all that time and, like you said, debugging it and going through and play testing it to make sure it all works right. I mean, a lot of people are probably going to, even if they think, like, I can do this, they might think eventually, like, well, what's the ultimate payoff going to be? I mean, do people know who made which level? And do, like... I think there are, I think what you find is on, on Little Big Planet, at the very beginning, there was a hell of a lot of, like, Mario clones. Yeah. People yeah. making Mario levels. Sure. That's you the know, easiest thing to do is clone yeah. something else. Yeah, because I saw they did the what is it out of this world or another world or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But they're quite cool. Those ones, the retro yeah. ones, I, I, I do like. Yeah. Um, and the the one that got a lot of hits was what someone had done Mirror's Edge. Uh, Mirror's yeah. Edge clone, which was all the right colors, white and orange, you know, and what yeah. I mean, it, it did look very cool. Yeah. You know, so some people got a lot of hits in the beginning because they were doing source, you know, what was popular culture. And if you search sure. for Bioshock, there was loads, but there was one in particular <laughs> we played and it was brilliant. Someone had done an absolutely stunning Bioshock level in oh, it. Oh, nice. But to do that took, must have taken them hours yeah. upon hours upon yeah. hours, you know, to absolutely. get it exactly right for this right. little four-minute level. Mm-hmm. You know, must have taken them hours of work. And yeah. I think that's the trouble. You know, I think the stuff that works the best is stuff like Forza 2. You yeah, know, sure. where you can customize your vehicles, you know, yeah. and you can put paint jobs on them, but it's only a very small part of the game. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, if that wasn't there, it wouldn't alter the game, would it? You could still play the right. game quite happily, but obviously just in the colors that they had. But yeah. I think when you design a whole game around customization, you know, and building your own stuff, I just think, I just don't think it's worked that well, you know. I think there's a level at which. Giving people access to create stuff, if it gets a little, if, if it's very, very easy, or not even easy, but, you know, it's sort of fun and, and very basic, like in Forza. Mm. Um, once it crosses over into being a little more complex, you give them, you know, options that are a little wider, I think it becomes less and less appealing to people. Like, you know, you have to debug things and, you know, all that stuff. Eventually, I think there comes a point when you might as well just say, okay, we're going to make this available to people who are really hardcore coders and who have the time and energy to really go through and do it right. And then everybody else, you know what, you can do the basic fun thing. And that middle ground, I think, is not really all that useful to people. No, and I think that's a problem. I mean, it was even even when Little Big Planet came out, a lot of people um, didn't realize there was a full story mode in it. Right. You know, all people thought it was was this game creator game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, and I think even now people probably still think that. You know, right. they don't realize there's a fully fledged sort of forty level yeah. game within it. Right, right. You know, imagine levels and stuff. Yeah, that's already done there. You know, but you know, I don't know. And the other one that I think has been really successful is Buzz, Buzz Quiz TV on the PS3, which is obviously you can make your own quizzes on there. Huh? But it's eight multiple choice quizzes. 
you know, questions, that's it. So you can name your quiz, yeah. multiple choice answers, anybody can do it. Right. It's dead, dead simple. You do it on your PC, so you don't do it on the on the PS3. You go on your PC, type in your questions, upload them, and then when you go back on your PS3, it's there to use, you know, and anyone yeah. can play your quizzes. Yeah. And what's quite cool about that, in the there's a Buzz um, home space now, where you can actually go in and, and play like a bit like run around. You know, you have all the buttons, but giant size buttons with you running on them and you run to the right answer. Nice. But that uses all the community created quizzes. Yeah. So everybody's, huh? you know, it just picks them at random out. It picks them at random. Yeah. See, I don't know if I'd like that because you get some idiots quit. How many shoes are in a bowl of cereal? No, not like it gives you a choice of three. So it'll bring wow. up three quizzes and you, ch- you everybody runs to the button with the quiz there. Or is it four? It must be four. gives yeah. four quizzes and you run to the button. You know, at the, the And there's about 50 people in a room, so there's a lot of people in there. And they all run onto the button of the quiz they want. Interesting. So it's general consensus, you know, as to the, which quiz you get. Have you um, ever played one of these uh, quiz games, Zombie Chin? There you go. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he was talking about then. He's, he's a zombie. Yeah. What do you want? He is a zombie. Um, but yeah, I've, I think moving forward in the future, I think developers can incorporate a little bit of some sort of user-created stuff, but I think they need to keep it. I, I don't think... I think Little Big Planet really proves that most people aren't that interested. Yeah. You know? And most people aren't interested enough to put in... A, you know, there's, there's, like I said, like 10%. We'll put in the effort, and they'll really they'll use the tools to make something awesome. I saw. Have you seen that electro montage of electronic dance hits? They did like Prodigy, Invaders Must Die, and the One More Time from uh, Daft Punk, and you know, basically copying the the videos for those songs in Little Big Planet. It's a lot of oh, fun. Oh yeah, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. a well done video. But most of it, from what I understand, is yeah. not worth the time it takes. And we could talk about indie games in this way. You know, I know. You might get some yeah. from some people, but you know, a lot of people who have it, you know, they put together something that's rather simplistic. And well, that's polished. But that's all those people are capable of doing, and that's a problem, isn't it? You know, because you get obviously people who have that. Otherwise, we'd all be developing games, wouldn't we? You know, I wouldn't, because I don't have any ideas for games, and I would say to myself, "Wait a minute, I don't really have anything to say in a game. I'm not going to bother." Yeah. I don't know. But I know most people don't have that kind of self-restraint. I can do this, so I will. <laughs> mm. And that's why I say, I mean, it comes back to the YouTube thing, to the little big planet, to all of that sort of stuff. Anyway, let's move on. I'd like to talk about, you know, we, we talk a lot about games, you know. We talk about a lot about the graphics and the sound and all that sort of stuff. Uh, although I, I heard someone on a podcast last week talk about how graphics aren't really the most important thing in the world to me. They are. And I thought that was well yeah. said. I know, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know who that might have been, but <laughs> but yeah, what I'd like to talk about is the engines that run these games. Uh-huh. You know, because we 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 talk about a lot of these games, but we don't always think about what's you know behind. What's we don't going. have the time to talk about all the engines. Maybe we could just pick some of the best engines. Yeah, I mean, we can. Talk well, we can about. run through them, and we can because I bet a lot of people don't realize what runs what. So it'll yeah. be quite interesting. Um, but we'll we'll just touch on them all a little bit. So we'll start off. The first one's a Rage engine. Do you know, do you know what that one runs? Uh, ra- uh, rage, the game Rage. I don't no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, rage was was made by Rockstar oh. in San Diego, GTA. and it it runs GTA. It also, I mean, they did. I don't know whether you remember back in the day. I don't know whether you ever had it, but did you ever have Rockstar presents Table Tennis? I did not. But uh, wasn't that Rockski talking about that on the Thumbsticks recently? You know, it's a great little game, but it was. Said. 
it was made. It was made as a demonstration, or to see yeah, how yeah, Outpost was... Engine would run. Right, That's right, yeah, basically yeah. all it was done for. It was a bit like a tech demo, really. Right, right. Because they wanted to see how the character models would look using the engine. They wanted to see how the animation would be, yeah. and but it was actually really good online. It was a lot of fun online to play. It was yeah. a lot of fun, um, and it was really polished. But it was a, a discounted game as well. And what's what's quite interesting, we'll come on to this a little bit later, but with the update, what I was quite surprised at seeing on the, you know, the games on demand, yeah. it's the same price as all the other games, yet when it came out, it was a, it was a, a discounted game. Well, I know, I've seen it for like $7 somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's the same price. Off. Anyway, we'll come on to that later, we'll come on to that later. No, come on, do it right now! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Rage, I mean, it does look good. I mean, if you think of GTA 4... You know, it is well, a nice. I mean, how important is looking good to these engines? Because to me, an engine is all about gameplay. How well does it work? Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. I mean, but looks good graphically. I mean, the physics are, are well rounded. The animations are good. Yeah. It, but then I do think the Rage engine still has a few issues with pop up. You know, as uh-huh. we all know, with GTA Four, there was a lot oh, of pop up, uh, popping. Yeah, kind of clunky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There was, it's you know, sluggish in, in places. You know, but I mean, for all it is, it's a good engine, and I, I am looking forward to Red Dead Redemption when that comes. Yeah, out. yeah, I I just love guns so much that I'm hoping this will be another gun. Yeah, yeah, maybe even better. Yeah, did you play Call of Warriors too? Did you ever get around to that? Not yet. I probably was will all, at some point. It was yeah. okay. It was okay. It wasn't the best game ever, but for a bit of fun, it was all right. Yeah. For a bit of throwaway fun, but yeah, all Red right, Dead next Redemption. Engine. Let's move on. Cry Engine. This is probably the most talked about. Game engine of them all. Another one they say wouldn't play on the 360, and then they oh wait, yes it will. Yeah, do you know why that is though? Don't you? No. Do you not know? They no, wanted I, money. Might want a bit of money because PC yeah. games still don't sell that well. <laughs> Imagine that. So these, Far Cry these... 2 sold all right, but man, that game was a slog. Yeah, but that wasn't on Cry Engine. That wasn't really. Uh, no, no, no. The original Far Cry was the original uh, one, but not uh, not Far Cry. Uh-huh. But what was interesting, yeah, the CryEngine, oh, it's great. But yeah, it does look, I mean, when you look at the graphics, they are pretty astounding. They're about as realistic as graphics. I get. guess I haven't played a game using it. Well, you see, that's a problem with, with the CryEngine. You know, the, the second version of it that, that obviously did um, Crisis, it, it would only yeah. run on PCs that cost about $3,000. You know, right. if you wanted to run it at full settings, yeah. you know, it had to be sort of run, you know, on some stupid computer that got so hot you had to stick it in a tank of yeah. hydraulic fluid to keep it cool. You know, and that's a, that's it's that, a it's that never-ending leapfrog between software and hardware. They, you know, hardware lets you do. It's sort of similar in, in a way to that thing with the user-generated content. You can do something, but most people won't be able to enjoy what it is you've done. Yeah, but that, I suppose that's the thing, though, isn't it? That's why people buy consoles because you yeah, don't exactly. have to worry about any of that. So you just stick it the skin, and it'll be attuned to perfection for that. Yeah. Well, let's move on there, because the next one, I, I want to come on to something else amongst this, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. because the next one's a Naughty Dog game engine. Naughty Dog. Uh-huh. Um, which obviously ran the original Uncharted Drake's Fortune. And, obviously. And the upcoming Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. So it's only run, you know, they've only run two games on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, they, they, it's been designed specifically for the PlayStation 3, you know. These, and I think... This is where you see the difference between third-party games on the PS3 and yeah. 
first-party developers and what they're doing because, you know, they've obviously got the access to the machine way before it was released. You know, they, right, had, right. they, they could build an engine that ran specifically just for the PS3 and nothing else. Mm. And you can see the difference. I mean, the original Uncharted looked fantastic, you know, and played really well. It played like a very pretty Gears of War. Mm. You know, it was very sort of third-person cover shooter you know, exploration, platforming, it just about ticked every box. But I think the problem with the original game is it didn't have its own identity. It sort of took all the best bits of a lot of other games mm. and shoehorned them in, yeah. you know. But, but it was still great, you know. It was still very, very good. But I've got to say that the sort of... I know I said graphics don't matter that much. Did we game play? Yes, that, that was me that said that. Yeah. Um but yeah, Uncharted 2, it, it looks nothing short of stunning. Yeah. You know, and the one thing, do you know the, what the, the, the most impressive thing about Uncharted 2 is? And it isn't how realistic everything looks. It's the yeah. draw distance. Mm. You know, when you see what's meant to be Kathmandu, and yeah. you can see these snow-capped mountains, obviously hundreds of miles away in the distance, and the, the, they look just like real mountains in the distance. You know, it is unbelievable you know because even if you look at something like um, infamous on the ps3 i i think that had major issues with draw distance you know because well how important is that to you i mean when you're playing a game is it so important like i'm playing oblivion and if i can't see something more than half a mile away i don't know that that really bothers me all that much well to, to me i think it sort of is because Part of being immersed in a world is like if you were in the real world. You know, you want to see what's... Especially in something like Oblivion, where you supposedly can see for miles and miles and miles. You want to see what's miles and miles and miles away, don't you? You want to see... Well, to you can sort of tell that there's some sort of... Well, when the, when the grip in pops direction. into view when you get about 100 meters from it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's obviously a little extreme, but yeah, no doubt. That's going to be a problem, but I don't know. I've never really had a problem with... No, I just I think that's what it just gives it depth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes it feel real, you know. And I think that's uh, that's one I, I like that. I must admit, and I do yeah. think that looks looks nothing short of great. And the, there was some um, released HD footage this week of the story mode, and it it is looking nice. I have to say, I think it's probably mm-hmm. my most anticipated game this year. All right, I think you and Shani, when he wet in his pants about that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be as a lot of people. I think you know it's yeah. it's going to be yeah. A really nice one. Zombie Chenny, are you looking forward to this one? <laughs> I think he was nodding his head there, yeah. yeah it definitely was. Yeah. Um, the next one, the Dead Engine. Fancy having an engine called this. Dead Engine. <laughs> dead Engine that's dead no dead. longer viable. I don't know. What did it make? It made Dead Space. Uh A Dead Space and... It's a good name for it, then. Yeah, obviously. And the upcoming Dante's Inferno. Oh, and they pretended there were Christians that were angry about that game, and then they were just <laughs> playing. Rah, rah, rah. Makes they me did. sick. They did. Um, I think what's most impressive about the Dead Engine is obviously, do you know, when Dead Space was originally announced, yeah. and when they also announced it was going to be released on Halloween night, yeah. you know, I was just like, oh, whatever, you know, gimmick, it's going to be rubbish. You know, it's just going to be this chuck away game, you know. Marketing is always rubbish. I hate marketing so much. Why can't they just make a game and say, here's a good game coming out? Yeah. You know, new IP. But do you know what? They didn't, if I remember rightly, in the end, they didn't release it on Halloween. It was meant to be, but I don't think it did. 
I don't think it ever released on Halloween. I think it just released on a normal sort of day in October. But for me, it was one of the best games of last year, and not only not only because of how great it looked, because it did look very cool. You know, it was very sharp, you know, and very atmospheric. You know, yeah. it was just a great game. But just the sound, it was just the whole thing, you know, the whole package. You very know, and immersive I suppose, again. Yeah, and I suppose, and what's also very impressive, if you, have, have you seen any footage of the upcoming Dead Space Extraction on the Wii? Nope. Oh, if they, I'm assuming they're using the same, you know, like a modified engine. Yeah. To run it on, but there is nothing that looks that sharp on the Wii. It, it does look almost as good, and I know it's on rails, and I know obviously there's not as much going on as there would be in a normal game, but to get a game looking that good on the Wii takes some doing, I would have said. It just you takes know? innovation and creativity. I think people are, I don't know, I think people <laughs> sell systems short, and they don't think about, well, you know, you just be creative, and you can find ways around some of these limitations. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's it. I think that's, you know, a good developer will sort of, you know, I think, you know, looking at it, I think they've squeezed every last bit of power that's inside the Wii out of it. Yeah. You know, because I don't think they could have made it look any better, really. Well, and, and it also, I'm sure, has to do with adjusting one's own code and, and doing things, you know, with with what you're doing in a different way. That's what Mist did. At the time that Mist came out, there were no games using these beautiful fully rendered images because they were huge and they were they took a lot of processing power to deal with so they just found ways when they were making mist to make it look like it was such high resolution such high depth but it wasn't really so i think doing that holds a lot of promise for systems like the wii yeah well the next one the unreal engine Ooh. this hasn't been used in many games has it yeah really this is like <laughs> number one isn't it this has been used in nearly everything. Obviously, originally seen in Gears of War, which wowed everybody, you know. I think what's interesting, when, when obviously Gears of War came out, everyone was like, ooh, look at that. How yeah. That's actually uh, one of the reasons I went out and got a 360. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the main reason is because I needed a, uh, a DVD player. But, you know, I, I was at a friend's house, and he showed me Gears of War. I was like, wow, this looks really cool. But, I mean, I'm going to read through the list here and, and see if you knew that these all use the Unreal Engine. Let's see if you knew. So, obviously, we've got Gears of War. Yeah. Mass Effect. Well, they say at the beginning of each of the games, using the Unreal Engine. I know, engine. but you don't but always I remember. I used to seeing I don't know. Oh, do you? Uh, Mass Effect. Uh, Bioshock. Mm. Did, you know, did you know that? I don't remember using a wrench in Gears of War, so I guess I didn't connect it with... Yeah, Bioshock used it. Uh, Unreal Tournament, obviously, because that's an yeah. epic game, so we knew that. Uh, Deuce X. ASX, I don't remember that game. ASX. Uh, Grow. Uh, Red Steel. Well, all Bull. the Tom Clancy ones know, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Borderlands, Brothers in Arms, yeah. Mirror's Edge. Did you know Mirror's Edge used it? I didn't know Mirror's Edge used Unreal. I thought yeah. I heard that somewhere, but... Yeah, well, obviously it did. Obviously it did. Yeah, uh, Singularity. Singularity. Uh, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Vegas. Oh, classic. And a gazillion more. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of games, because a lot of people complained that you could tell it was an Unreal game, but I didn't realize half of these games used it, you know? Yeah. Because they don't look like... I mean, because a lot of the ones that used it badly looked like Gears of War, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Like Gears of War clones. You know, yeah. like Dark Sector was one of those games, wasn't yeah. it? That yeah. looked a lot like Gears of War and used it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, moving on, Avalanche Engine is the next one. Mm-hmm. Next one, which was Just Cause. Ugh. No wonder. No, well... Do you know Just what? Just Cause is a bad game. There's it, nothing to talk about. Well, it wasn't. But yes, do you know what? From a, from a visual aspect... 
the draw distance and the graphics were fantastic in that game. The sun rises, the sun sets, the atmosphere of the islands. Well, once again, I'm going to come back to the same point I was making earlier. That doesn't but do it for me. If the game just... sucks, but you can spend a long time looking at stuff in the distance, guess which one I'm not going to do? But, but I was going to say, Just Cause 2, though, it is looking very good, I have to say. It did look a lot of fun with a... You Don't know, forgive the... me if I approach it with a dose of skepticism. With a bit of caution, a bit of caution. But yeah, I think that's going to be going to be good. Uh, the next one, obviously, uh, you know, an, another one that's gaining infamy or, or, or fame, should I say, around in infamy. But that's uh, the Infinity Ward engine. Wow. You know, which obviously ran Call of Duty Two, Modern Warfare, World at War, Quantum of well, Solace. World at, yeah, World at War didn't just use the same engine; they just took the same game, game, crossed the name out, and put their own. <laughs> and then, and obviously, the upcoming Modern Warfare Two, which presumably has been adapted, and and obviously. You know, oh baby! You know, so, well, yeah, whatever. I'm not getting it. So whatever. I don't, I'm yeah, not you'll you'll be playing Just Cause Two when everyone else is playing Modern Warfare. No, I'll be playing Uncharted. Just Cause Two. I'll be playing yeah, Uncharted. Look how cool 2. you can see it in the distance. <laughs> anyway, um, but you'll be standing up for your principles. Yeah, yeah I am. I am. Oh, uh, the Anvil engines next one. You know what that did? Anvil uh, dropped on the Roadrunner's head. It didn't, no. This was Assassin's Creed, of course. Oh, it dropped the Roadrunner into a big pile of hay. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia, obviously Sean White snowboarding and Assassin's Creed 2. Why is it obviously Sean White snowboarding? That's not obvious to me at all. The same engine did Assassin's Creed and Sean White snowboarding. It, well, could you not tell, you know, the character models and all that stuff? I couldn't really. It's not. You know, just saying that. Um, but yeah, well, again, what's quite cool about this engine was Assassin's Creed, when that came out, was one of the prettiest games that we'd seen today. It's a very pretty game. You know, and, and animation-wise, it worked really well. And Yeah, it's just a pity the rest of it wasn't so cool. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they got too caught up in their own hype about the subtle parts of the game and how cinematic it was and... People don't want to get into that. We, you, you were you, in that thing you posted from like episode six or something. Y'all were talking about this back then. Yep. You want a movie cinematic experience, and they made the Mark and Diablo were both saying like, no. If I want a movie, I'll rent a movie. I'm playing a game because I want a game, and of course, yeah, I want some story in it too. But the best games work in the story into the gameplay, and you don't have to sit through 20-minute cutscenes where the guy goes, oh, anything to say on your deathbed before I assassinate you? Like, oh, my soul will live on and blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Let me get to the next person I'm supposed to kill. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the best bit, though, wasn't it? The actual, um, yeah, the the actual assassinations, you know, yeah. with the main guy were the best bits of the game. Um, but it was all the repetitive rubbish stuff in between that was the problem with that game. Of course. You know, but hopefully, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 will sort out all of those issues. <laughs> yep, hopefully. And I do, and I do believe that is still coming this year, I think. Uh, we'll <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. There's still time for them to delay it. Yeah, and the next one's the Ego Engine. The Ego. Hmm. Ego? They make waffles? <laughs> no. We had uh, Colin McRae Dirt, uh, Race Driver uh, Grid, uh, uh, and obviously the upcoming Operation Flashpoint Dragon Rising, which is due out soon, isn't it? September time. It got delayed, but I think that's due out any one time. And F1 2010, when that comes out, Codemasters Engine. Which, again, I mean, it looks okay, but cars always look good, don't they, in games? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've pretty much reached a point where it's hard to make cars look any more realistic yeah. in the games. I mean, the last, I mean, the last one, really, that I want to, to touch on, you know, before we move on to the next, uh, next subject is, is the Source engine, really. 
yeah. uh, which which has obviously done a lot of games, but mainly Valve games. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, you know the 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 uh, IGN thing I've got, I it hasn't got the Source engine there, has it? Yeah, it's true. Which is a bit maybe weird. Are they just looking at consoles, maybe or maybe? Maybe, but, but even source, so, I mean, they've used the source. And, well, I think the source, and yeah, I mean, and it's Warner one Bots. of the old, you know, one of the oldest engines out there, you know, you know, developed yeah. by Valve. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, it's powered everything from the original Half-Life right up to obviously Left 4 Dead and, and obviously the upcoming Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what I think what's quite cool about the source engine is that when they first developed that, they said, you know, that... It was going to be this. It was going to be more of a platform than an engine because what they would do is adapt it over the years. You know, yeah, as sort yeah. of hardware got better, yeah. the Source Engine would be able to be adapted to you know keep up with the hardware. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not really. I don't know enough about how engines work to really say. But it seems to me that if the fundamentals of your engine work well, why bother screwing with it? Because you you know you can change the way things look in it, right? Oh God, yeah. I mean, what I was going to say. It's just about the way things interact with each other. So yeah, I think what the source did brilliantly well was the physics. In you know the yeah. way that that things moved in games. You know, especially as, I mean that's especially noticeable in in Half Life because the physics yeah, play yeah. a massive part of that game. Yeah. You know, and there's quite a few physics puzzles as well, isn't there? Where you know, yeah. early on in Half Life Two, where you have to pile the bricks up on the seesaw to get across. Yeah, you don't want to hear me talk about Half Life Two again. No, we don't. We don't. Did you ever finish it, by the way? Did you get it to the end? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, yeah, you, you, did, you did finish it, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great engine. And even, you know, looking now at some of the stuff that's, you know, Half-Life 2, when you look at it, yeah. is, you know, uh, not Half-Life 2, sorry, Left 4 Dead 2, even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Left 4 Dead 2, now, when you look at it, is looking, it's looking pretty, uh, you know, a vast improvement over the very first game. Well, there's so much more you can see, I think, is the other thing, is that the first one was so dark that yep. it's hard to really appreciate any of the detail or to realize that there's detail missing because the darkness hides things naturally. Whereas when it's daylight out, I think that ups the ante for what the developer must do because there's, yep. you, obviously you'll be able to see a lot more of it. So. Well, what's quite interesting, um, there's been an interview with Valve on, I think it was G4 TV. They Don't interviewed know. the whole... Uh, they interviewed no. They interviewed once. Gabe Newell. Oh yeah. And they also interviewed the developer for you know Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And he's given away some new information. Do you want to know what the new information is about Left 4 Dead 2? Yeah. Well, yeah. dash. I've got some new stuff for Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> hubba hubba. Um, it's they've released a new level or, or told us about a new level that's set in a fur ground. Where you have to traverse okay. a, a whole fur ground. Nice. And that's at night. It was dark. It really? Was, yeah, back to darkness. And Heck, what, I thought yeah. the whole thing was taking place uh, in the listen, daytime. Listen, listen, I can't listen. make up my mind. I'm bringing you the next bit of news now, you see. Do it. And what he's also said is that there will be a narrative structure for the whole of the game in Left 4 Dead 2. So you will start off at a point in the day. Uh-huh. And obviously each level will be interconnected. And there will be a n- narrative running from one section to another so it'll feel more like a full story so it is going to be more story driven yeah but i don't know how important that is to me because 
I mean, the first one, it worked because it was episodic. Didn't they have them all connected and then they split them apart because they didn't... No, no, they didn't. No, what what he's done here, because in the first one, and, and you'll still be able to, if you just want to go straight into one of the levels you've seen loads of and you want to do that first, you can still do that. Yeah. But he said, if you if you want to play it from the first to the last level, you will get a feeling of story and connection between each, each level as you move from one section to the next. Because yeah. what he wanted it to be more, and I, I quite like this because I felt... The first one, as good as it was, it just felt disjointed. You know, you just felt you were like you were doing these individual things that really didn't matter that much. Really didn't matter that much. Um, but but he said in the one, and also there'll be a katana. As a well. katana. Yeah, samurai. Yeah, lots of games have katanas. That's not. Yeah, but you've got to have a katana, haven't you? You've got no, to have. You don't. The frying pan is cool because very few games have frying pans. <laughs> no, I'm using the cricket bat being English. Yeah, right? that's cool. I can see that being kind of fun. Yeah, I'm going to whack people with a cricket bat. Yeah, how about a golf club? That would be more interesting than a katana. I like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that they have a chance to do things that are unusual and interesting. And that's what, I mean, I never got into Dead Rising, but I understand a lot of people like Dead Rising because, yeah, you're picking up vacuum cleaners and whacking them. Oh, them right? You know what was the funniest weapon in Dead Rising was the guitars. Well, there you go. And it, it was a satisfying twang it made as you they hit the zombies totally with it. They do that with, <laughs> they should have like, I don't know, little kids' pianos or something you can bash <laughs> the zombies. Bang, bang. <laughs> Do you know what's quite cool though? It does make you wonder whether they did look at Dead Rising and go, you know what? Let's stick yeah. some of that stuff in our game because oh, no. obviously people like hitting zombies with everyday objects. <laughs> if you're gonna have a zombie killing game, you might as well go ahead and be creative. A katana just feels like, oh look, it's a sword. I mean, it might might as well be an Oblivion or something. And then the other thing is the uh, Left 4 Dead One DLC, which is coming. That's as well. right. There's a new level coming. Can I, Crash can I... Course. Can I just say, there's also been some talk of the fact that you'll be able to play, and I don't know whether it'll work on the on the console, but you'll be able to play the levels from Left 4 Dead 1 in Left 4 Dead 2. Really? I yeah, I've heard some, heard quite a few rumors of it, so you can cross from one game to the other without having to swap over. Smart. So, That's very smart. So whether you can, in, you know, if you install the game to your hard drive, the first one, it'll then be able to access them as you're playing the second game. Which just like be. Rock Band 2, man. Hopefully. I hope that's true. I know they're definitely looking at definitely doing it on the on the PC version. Good. Because that's one of the things that they've moaned about. But hopefully the same will happen. But they've said Crash Course might not be cross-compatible for some reason. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. So the new one. Yeah, Crash Course. Do you know? Do you know think it would be more likely to be... Yeah. Well, isn't it supposed to be connecting the first and the second episodes? And... Do, you, do you know how it connects it? You know well, how? the helicopter crashes, doesn't it? Do you know why the helicopter crashes? Because the zombie kills the pilot or something. Not at all. No, not at oh. all. Almost right. You're almost right. But the, the pilot's actually an infected who's just changing to a zombie. Oh, I was about to say, how the hell is he flying a helicopter if yeah, he's infected? It, well, that, can't see beyond their own hands. Well, they did say the the more observant amongst people might have noticed his voice sounded a bit odd. When well, he, zombies when are he... stupid, right, Chinny? <laughs> <laughs> see, they're freaking idiots. They can't put a coherent <laughs> sentence together. You can't understand what the hell they're saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot, Zombie Kenny. That tells us nothing. But yeah, it goes from uh, between No Mercy and Death Toll. So that's the two chapters that it links together. But yeah, apparently the the opening uh, cinematic is is pretty impressive, you know, in the helicopter and everything and how the helicopter crashes. Uh, before you start the new level, but one of the, I, I, I do would like to see that it actually links directly. Would be quite cool if you played through, you know, No Mercy. Then straight into Crash Course, and then obviously straight into Death Toll afterwards would be really nice. 
you know, then you had a full sort of couple of hours. You know I mean, all the little parts and even the, the episodes themselves in Left 4 Dead, you get to a safe house and then you leave the safe house later. It, it feels like that's the end of one chunk. And it never felt like, you know, there no mercy. I suppose you're getting closer and closer to the hospital, but I never felt like I was along for much of a story in that. It was just sort of like, go here, go there, go here, go there, different kind of rooms, different kind of things, pick this up, shoot that. But mostly it's just, keep these freaking zombies off of me. And that's fine. I I didn't look for a story in Left 4 Dead. And to be honest, I'm not all that excited about the fact that there is more story coming in the new one. Well, you know, I I sort of disagree because I think it's nice to have something that links it all together. It doesn't necessarily have to be the deepest story in the world, but just some sort of main objective that you go into. You know, rather than little mini objectives, having those, but also having a main one at the end. You know, you get into some base or, you know what I mean? You're actually progressing to something at the end of the game. Yeah, getting, I don't know, to me it was it was just about getting into the vehicle that will take you to safety, and I never really thought of it as anything larger than that. Now, if when you got in that vehicle and it took you to safety, then when you get to the compound or whatever, that's being overrun by zombies, and then you have to escape from that, that would be... Some, that would well, be that's, a, that, that's the impression I get. From what I can gather from what he was saying is, when you get to the escape vehicle, yeah. the next level will start where that drops you off. Yeah, well... Maybe. You know, so that takes you so far, and then obviously you have to make your way then to the next point that you need to get picked up at. So he sort of hinted at it's just going to be more a progression that way, you know, to get to your ultimate conclusion in the game. I'll be, I'll be patient. I'll keep my mind open. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's that time. We need to have a quick break. I believe you've done another cranky duke for us. Oh, yes. There is a cranky cranky duke ready to go. And uh, when we come back after this, we're going to talk about the worst things that you can say to your wife or girlfriend as a gamer. Do you have anything you want to talk about when you get done with uh, this break, Zombie Chinny? Okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks for that, uh, Zombie Chinny. Right, go for it. So, uh, episode two of Cranky Duke. Duke is a crank. crank. It's time for Cranky Duke. Thanks for calling this is Chris. How can I help you? Hi, I need to uh, talk to somebody who knows a lot about video games. Um, let me grab one of my more experienced gamer agents who's here. Hang on one second. Thanks for calling. This is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Um, do you know a lot about video games? I'm trying to find a particular game, and I need to talk to someone who's like an expert on games. Well, I mean, I've the uh, yeah, yes. I'm not even going to go into my credibility, but yes. Really? Okay, great, excellent. All right, so my I was over at my friend's house the other day, and he was playing this game that looked freaking incredible, and I'd really like to find it. Um, but I don't know what the name of it is. I forgot to ask him. Um, it's okay. You basically you're running around and you have this big wrench, and there are these people who are attacking you, and they kind of look like birds, and um, you uh, you have these things that you put into your body somehow. They're like injection things. Already got it. The Bioshock. No, no, it's not that. It's a different game. Um, you're 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 at the beginning of the game. You're on this airplane, and it like goes down in the middle of the ocean. It's Bioshock. <laughs> No, it's, it's not. Yes, it is. It's Bioshock. If you watch the intro to Bioshock, you start out talking to yourself on a plane. Yeah, I've played Bioshock. This is a different game. I'm not talking about Bioshock. This is okay. a totally different game. Um, but the whole thing takes place in this underwater city. And um, there are these robots that you can... You're prank calling me, man. This is Bioshock. No, it's, I could have sworn it was a different game. Yeah, because Bioshock takes place in an underwater city called Rapture. The first weapon you get is a wrench. 
and you inject your body with plasmids. I mean, I don't know how it could be any less or any more like Bioshock. I mean, it may not be, but every single thing you've said so far has described Bioshock. Okay, well, maybe... The big robot is the big daddy. They look like big undersea divers and have big, huge, like, rotating drills for arms. No, there were no drills in this game that I was seeing him play. There were, there were these things called Vita Chambers, though, where you get respawn. Which is Bioshock. Are you sure about that? Yeah, Vi Vita Chambers or Bioshock. Uh, I don't think it is, but I'll keep looking. Thanks. If, if you have internet access, man, look it up. Okay, I don't, but I'll check it out. Bye. Oh, dear. You're a naughty boy, you are. <laughs> yeah. I just like uh, giving people a hard time. That poor guy. Look, he knew his stuff, obviously. He's you know, an expert. He was not even go into his credibility. Man. Oh, his credibility he was, was just like... Oh. In one of the most popular games in the world, he can identify it. What an expert. <laughs> do, you, do you think he had letters after his name to denote how much of an expert he was? You know, yeah, like yeah, a well, college degree in video games. He might have been. I don't know. I mean, maybe someday I'll call somebody and really grill them and try to get them to prove they're an expert. Crikey. Um, well, to finish off tonight, to finish off, I'm going to go through some things that you should never, ever, you know, this is a bit of inf public information, public information okay. for everybody. Things nice. that you should never, ever say to your girlfriend or wife whilst you're playing video games. And let's see if we've ever said any or done any of these things, shall we? Okay. So let me, let me put you in the picture for this first one, Duke. So you sat, okay. at home, you sat at home playing the video game. You're going out for a meal. You know, going out for, and I'm sure Murphy's been guilty of this one because I'm sure yeah. he said on the show that he was guilty of this. He's guilty so you, of a lot of things. Yeah, you're going out for a pizza, you know, or to watch a movie, and your wife goes, "Right, come on, it's time to go." And what do you say to her? What do you utter? Nearly done. I'll just get to the next save point. <laughs> yeah. Have you done this one? Have you done this? One? <laughs> well, no, because usually I'm just like, whatever. I don't, you know, as long as it hasn't been 20 minutes since the last save point. And, and what about, I mean, I must admit, I've done this. But what happens when you get to the next save point? Do you get up and go then, normally? She's walking into the door. Yeah, I'm going to get up and go. Oh, you're I, I hate to disturb people's impression of me as a gamer, but my <laughs> wife is more important to me than stupid video games. Oh. Because I love games. I don't love them nearly as much as I love my wife, so I'm guilty as charged. Oh, God, you're, you're terrible. You're going to be rubbish at this because you're not going to have done any of these. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I must admit, I said that yeah. to my wife only the other day when we were meant to be going shopping, and I said, "Oh, well, I just need to get to this next safe point because otherwise I'll have to do it all again later." Yeah, I've done that. Been there. Okay, so the next one, the next one, next one. So your wife walks into the room, you know, or girlfriend, and not in the least bit interested. Are they most of the time in video games? You just see them as a bit dumb, don't they? Most ladies, you know. not all ladies. Curious about what's going on on the screen, but you know, yeah. And you, and you get. I think the, the obsessive killing and bloodlust tends to attract guys for some reason more than gals. I think that's a fair statement in general. Yeah. So you've just got your 25 kill streak in Call of Duty 4, and you go, "Did you see that? Pretty impressive, eh?" Have you, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that? <laughs> I doubt she's going to be all that impressed. Exactly. But has anyone ever done that, though? I must admit, I've. I can't say if I've ever done that, but I've tried to get my wife to look at something what I think looks nice. I'm going to go. Have you seen the graphics on this? How look? You know, how nice do they look? And she's just like, yeah, whatever. What do you want for your tea? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. The next okay. one. Uh, you don't mind if I play online for a while, do you? 
So what about what about that? You ever said that? Not really. I mean, I I I don't. Like there are certain times, like my wife and I, you know, we're going to do stuff on Friday and Saturday night. So like we'll go out to eat and then we'll go see a movie or we'll rent something and we'll stay in. But generally speaking, I block off, you know, some time to hang out. And then in the evenings, generally speaking, yeah, she does her thing, you know, she works in her garden or whatever. And then I play video games. Yeah, well, lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty freaking lucky. I'm not going to deny it. So if she says, come on, we're going now, you sort of snaps your fingers and off you move. But, you know. You just play games when you like. I like that. a bit of a contradiction yeah. there. Bit of both. Bit of both. Well, she, but that's the thing is, it's not like I go to see movies I don't want to see. Like we go to stuff that we're both interested in. If she, if there's a movie she only she wants to see, she'll go with one of her friends or something. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just lucky, I guess. Now this one I've never said, but I'm sure people okay. have. Yeah. No, yes. it's not just a game. Well, I've said that. Uh, this one I'm banged to rights because I'm. I get way too into games. Like she's gotten up and left the room because I was like throwing tantrums about Prince of Persia Sands of Time. There's that one room where you're you're in this circular room and it suddenly you realize it's an elevator and you're like trapped and there's all these monsters attacking you and they're freaking rock solid. Oh my god, I got so mad and I was like yelling and cursing. She's like, <laughs> "I'm leaving the room." And I was like, "Okay, that's a that's a sign. That's like, you know, in, in one step away from an intervention. This is affecting the lives of people around you. You may have a problem." So. Yeah, so it isn't just it. Mind you, I mean, it's like you said when you were playing Final Fantasy VII and, and saved over your save, wasn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, but see, like that a... didn't make me angry. That just made me sad. Yeah, it was like the world had fallen apart for you. It wasn't just yeah. a game, was it? Yeah, oh, exactly. It was like a lifestyle almost. Yeah. Um, this one I've done quite a few times and got in trouble for it as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're there in the middle of a... And, and it's always an important part of the game and your wife decides to walk across the front of the telly. Yeah. Yeah, and you tell her to get out of the way. No, you know what? I, I generally don't because I don't mind pausing it for two seconds or whatever. But, like, Sacred 2 was the worst for this because it didn't matter if you pause it. You're still getting attacked. So, I mean, whatever. But ultimately, yeah, like, it's, you know, it's three seconds. Who I can deal with that. It's not that big a deal. But, uh, but here's the thing. I think this generally comes down to a human... I think it's true about guys and gals. They generally don't have a huge awareness of what's going on around them. So if I'm... Like, when I'm in a grocery store, when you see somebody sitting on one side of the aisle looking at the things on the other side of that aisle, you know, on the shelves, and you walk in between that person and the stuff, I think it's assumed that you don't have to say excuse me, but I always do because I recognize that they're, I'm going to be interrupting their line of vision. So I think whenever anybody does that, it makes sense for them to just go, you know, to make it quick and just be like, okay, let me get out of your way because I can tell you're doing something here. But do you know what my wife does, which is infuriating? She just walks at normal pace because she's not bothered. Right, <laughs> she doesn't right. think it Well, you're just playing a game, so what's yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. So she does that. And, I, you know, I almost, and you've probably it? played this game before, so yeah. who cares? I must admit, I don't often play when my wife's around anyway because I get in trouble uh, anyway for that. So I don't often do, but it's quite, you know, she'll be doing something upstairs and I'll be sort of thinking, oh, I'll get a quick leveling or whatever, and then she'll walk straight in front of the tele very slowly yeah. or it appears very slowly anyway yeah. um okay the next one next one uh i am listening it's just that this is really important <laughs> yeah <laughs> so your wife's trying to tell you something you know and you're just not listening at all are you <laughs> uh, i wonder if this is true to it like you know the ladies we have on the site if, if like mosher and them are like yeah red cap does that too 
No, because they're, they're gamers. They understand. Well, no, I'm, I'm wondering if, she, if, if he's talking to her while she's gaming. I'll and she's like, yeah, I'm listening. And it's just that this is important. And that's about it, really. The, the final one was, um, look, I've got a game we can play together. <laughs> Actually, no, I've had some luck with that. We've done some, we did the Star Wars game, and we did uh, the Dark Alliance, the Baldur's Gate game on the PS2. There have been some games that we've done together that are a lot of fun, so. No, but does this not apply? Does this not apply? She feigns interest and gives it a go. Is that true? Yeah. But then ends with disaster when within five minutes of playing, she remembers why she hates games, because she's absolutely shit at them. <laughs> uh, not my wife. I guess, again, I, I hit the jackpot, man. I don't mind saying it. And then, and then she does everything really rubbishy just to annoy you. You constantly yeah. get annoyed. Tell her that if she's not going to play properly, there's no point in playing at all. And then dramatically turned everything off in a pathetic display of petulance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And it's even though it says evenly. And no, no, at this point, it's not advisable to suggest that a pre-owned copy of Lego Star Wars you purchase with the intention of playing together is in any way a treat. <laughs> so there uh-huh. you <laughs> I mean, you know. I guess I just got like a girlfriends of girlfriends of cuddling, not playing games with. There you go. That's the byline. Whatever. <laughs> Your standards set too low, man. <laughs> well, to finish off tonight, I was actually I'd finish as it goes. Uh, final, final little bit. We've got a couple of emails, and then we'll wrap up and get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. First email. Hit it. First email. Hi guys, and this one's from Spitfire Ian. Spitfire Ian. And, and I, I have a little little confession. This was sent for the live show all those weeks ago, and I completely missed it amongst all the emails oh, we got. Oh, jeez. What are we paying you for, man? I know. I feel really bad. I feel jeez. really bad. But feel it is. Really bad. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to you as well, Chini. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. Hope the show is going well. Not too many hiccups for the live broadcast. Uh, well, no, no, all... it's going really well. We've got a great live broadcast going Fantastic. here. Fantastic. Uh, think about the expected changes in gaming to come from downloads, downloads and streaming over the next few years. If Microsoft and Sony developed their consoles for just these formats, but Nintendo stayed with CD or a similar DVD format, would you move back over to Nintendo, partly or wholly, for the resale rental value of this format? So basically what he's saying is, you know, obviously, if Nintendo stuck to CD, DVD... So you had a physical format, and Sony and Microsoft went down the download your games route. Yeah, would you go back over to Nintendo just so you had something to trade in or no, be a I don't think, uh, game? The format has never been the deciding factor. It's like when the PS One came out and they had discs instead of, you know, I've been using cartridges on the earlier systems. It didn't. I didn't really care. It's just okay. That's something different now. And the same with downloading. I mean, if downloading becomes the way it works, then okay. I mean, you know, I've I've done it with Kathlings in 1943. For me, it's really just about the gameplay and how much fun it is. So I, I no, no, I will not be doing that. No, I've got to agree with you. To, to me, I, you know what? I don't think I don't uh, trade many games in anyway, and uh, I don't I, sell them on eBay after I've played them. You know, I'm not. You know, that sort of a person. So, you know, I don't think... I, I'd have to agree with you. I don't think it matters, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters. I mean, it. I'd rather see them... I'd rather still be able to do, a, you know, have a game in my hand that I can sell, especially in terms of the big title. That's the thing. Keflings and, and, and uh, 43, those are cheap games. When it comes to, you know, like Oblivion, when I went back to Oblivion, I definitely went to the used shop because... First of all, it's supporting a local business, but the other thing is that, yeah, you know, I, I found it cheaper, and 
yeah, I could do something with it once I'm done with it. So I, I just the games on demand thing isn't really wowing me all that much. No, and I think the pricing is all a bit odd. I mean, we oh, that's true too. Free show, but you know, it's like I said to you. You know, like Rockstar presents table tennis is nineteen ninety nine. Everything's twenty pounds in this country. Whatever game yeah. it is, however old it is, whenever yeah. it came out, they're yeah, all twenty pounds. Even Perfect Dark Zero is twenty pounds, mm. right? And I can go down to the local video shop. Yeah. You know, local blockbuster and pick that up for about two ninety nine. Right, right. You know, what am I going to do? Download it for twenty pounds or get? But it- see, they're pr- they're they're expecting that people aren't going to know about that stuff, and they're expecting that people are just going to want the convenience Uber Alice and but, be like, but, 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 right, okay. What sort of gamers are online playing games and have access to this service? Kids. No, they're not. The majority. Yes. Of, well, they are kids, but also they're usually informed people because they're hardcore <laughs> gamers. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to understand what you're saying here. You're saying that the vast majority of people on Xbox Live are informed? No, but... The guys with the KKK and their COD 4 clan tags? Well, no, but... No, but the sort of people Chinny was talking about who don't even go online, you know? Those people aren't going to be bored because they're not going to access it anyway. Of course not. But the people who are online and buy games on a regular basis, you would think would know how much a game costs. Well, they might know okay. how much a game costs, but but when they see a game, they don't know necessarily how much a used game costs. That's the other thing is that a lot of people, I think, just sort of go with the new games, and they're not really hip to the whole used game market. Well, maybe I mean, in fact, I suppose they see it twenty pounds cheaper than a yeah, exactly. You know, maybe I don't. Yeah. They see the same price for the Platinum hits, and the only price they think of a game being either $60 when it first comes out, or after a few years, they'll put it out for 20 bucks as a Platinum hit. And so they see them doing that online, they're like, oh, well, it's just easier, and I don't have to bother with changing discs, and I don't have to get up. Cool. But I think it's also a bit odd as well that sort of they've priced them differently whichever country in which and they've also gone back to obviously dollars in america pounds in the uk don't they make up their freaking mind yeah australian dollars but i mean in australia and i don't know how much an australian dollar is worth but mass effect is 99 (laughs) dollars you know now this was typo or something now i don't know whether this has changed this was when it was in the preview stage so this was before it released properly Wait, what's the exchange rate? But whether that whether that has changed since then, you know, whether it's gone to a more normal price. Yeah. And also, I thought there'd be some varying prices, but like you say, I mean, are they, are they all across the board the same price in America? Is it just $40 for everything? Is it over there? Is that- Not really. Um, hang on a second. 99 Australian dollars. Wait a minute. Why can't I do it the other way? Oh, for crying out loud. Sorry. Okay, Australian dollars. 99 Australian dollars is... Oh. No, what the heck? Well, come on, what is it? Spit it out. I don't know. This stupid website I was at, that was the wrong one. <laughs> so you've obviously got a good converter there. Here, I'll do this Currency. here. Okay. Go so on. Australia dollars to United States dollars. Go. Okay. It's 81 US dollars. That can't yeah, be right. That's They're a lot of money. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think there's a lot of difference. But maybe they did say it might be just a holding price before it was released properly. So I don't know what, I whether it's changed since then. And maybe we have got an Australian listener. So drop us a message and let us know whether that's right. Yeah, what's not. going on with that? Yeah, let us know what your pricing is over there for your games on demand. And what's wrong with your dollar? What is it inflation? Yeah. 99 to oh. anyway. yeah, well, like, yeah, It's just worth a bit bit less, isn't it? To not, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think the whole thing's a bit weird. A yeah, bit, it's silly. Uh, and you know what? It's weird to me because I thought the whole point of the points thing was that people aren't as aware how much money they're spending, so they're uh, more likely uh, to spend. Right, money. okay. But if you had to get 
you know, how how many is it? Forty dollars a game. Yeah. If I you have to get forty dollars be... worth of points every time you wanted to buy, they're just not going to sell them, are they? People... Eight hundred points oh, no. is ten dollars, so that would be thirty-two hundred points every time you wanted one of those. Yeah, they're going to yeah. sell more if they have mint proper money. Yes, that's true. Especially but, because you do ninety-nine at the end of it, so thirty-one ninety-nine points doesn't look as cheap as nineteen ninety-nine. But then, do you also wonder whether eventually they'll they'll come round to sort of dollars and pounds, or do you think they'll do these fragmented? dollars for some things. And- Who knows? Steve Ballmer is such a lunatic. Who can tell what's going on in the minds of people oh. at Microsoft? So anyway, going back to his original question, we're not bothered, are we? we, we- <laughs> Answer your question. <laughs> no. We'll just buy download stuff if we have to. We're not asked. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, next, next point. Although I have enjoyed Battlefield 94 free, 1943, yeah. I think if I had rented it first, I may not have bothered purchasing it outright. Well, As I have purchased and downloaded now, I'm stuck with it. So there you go. Yeah, but you know what? They're going to be releasing more maps soon, and it's going to get more and more playable. Which you'll have to pay for. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, What chances are there also of someone like Apple developing a console for the market? Something between the Mac and the iPhone. Mm. Well, Well, I think a console would be between a Mac and an iPhone. Well, you see, there has been some rumors about this. Quite a few. I remember those. A few rumors about Apple developing. There were own. also rumors that Barack Obama was going to have death panels. That but have, have, have you have you seen the new Apple tablet that's coming out this year later on? Apple tablet? No, I have you seen not? It. Have you not? It's sort of like it's sort of like in between a Mac and an iPhone. It's like a big old iPhone. <laughs> it's like a big old iPhone. Oh boy, I can't wait. Um, with a touch-sensitive screen, you know, the, all the sort of stuff that's on there. And, and, well, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? And the other thing is, like, you know, and we've said this before, you know, Apple are the, the masters of downloadable content, aren't they? I mean, you only have to look at, you know, the App Store and how much stuff is sold on there and, you know, the normal iTunes, you know, and how much yeah. stuff is sold on there. You know, and if they did bring something out or you know if this tablet although it's very expensive the tablet i think it's about it's going to be about 800 pounds in this country so it's not going to be really a gaming console because it's just not cheap enough it's going to take off like the kindle has yeah it's just not going to be viable although people are prepared to pay a lot of money for iphones but you know i i don't know stupid people are but unless you bring out a dumbed down version of it which be used but see that's the thing hang on a second Apple is the master of downloadable content when it's manageable and bite-sized. We're talking about console games are kind of a different beast because Apple, I think the reason iPhone stuff in the iTunes store does well is because it's simple and it's cheap and it's quick. And I think once you start getting to the bigger games, at least for the foreseeable future, the download time is going to be a lot longer, it's going to be more expensive, and it's going to be more complex to go through. Maybe not more complex to get the games, but you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a more involved process, and I don't really know if there's that same hook for bigger titles with refined graphics and all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, if you look at the um, the games on demand, I mean, how big are those for download, per download? You know, sort of the stuff like Mass Effect. How big is that? I mean, I've no idea. I think they're like two gigabytes because they're big. I mean, those are big games that to all? install into I'd your hard drive. I'd have thought they'd have been bigger than that. Maybe they are. but I would have I thought they'd have been more sort of like seven or eight, to be honest. Well, I don't know. You know, because something like, you know, most most DVDs use a dual layer. You know, yeah. those dual-layer DVDs can hold about 12 gigs. 
Right. You know, so I would assume, you know, on a on a full game, you're talking. I would say about seven or eight gigabytes at least. I would think yes. uncompressed. So it does make you wonder whether they've compressed them down or not. You know, some compression tech. I don't know. I'd be interested to know if anybody knows. Drop us a message if anyone knows how big these games are when you download them, because I've no idea. Yeah. I've absolutely no idea. Um, and then his final thing was he said, "Keep your fingers nimble." Lima Squad rules. Whatever. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that Lima Squad, or should I say Lima Squad, because you're like a bunch of beans. And um, and the second email we've got this week is off Mark Annex. Mark Annex. Woo! Mark Annex. Yeah. He said, hello, everyone. Hope you and Chinny. Is he, is he there still, Chinny? I don't know. I think he's passed out. Let's give him a prod and see how he... Uh, yep. Chinny, stay awake. We need you to comment on stuff when we talk about video games. Had, uh, hope you and Chinny had a great holiday. Not together, though. Or were you? <laughs> Maybe they were. Um, poor Duke was home alone. I thought you would have taken him with you. God, not likely. I wanted to go to Australia. Yeah, is he mad? Um, Just a quick message to pass on my thanks to all the 40 people, 40 people who participated in the 035's Gamerscore Challenge. He was organized. uh, Bless him. Did you partake in this at all? (laughs) You know, I get about 10 (laughs) achievement points a week. (laughs) If you're lucky. Um, Well, it finished on Monday the 10th of August, so it is a sort of couple of weeks ago now due to... Are being on holiday and whatnot, yeah. um, and it's been a very exciting race to the top. So, yeah. and the winner, shall we renounce? Shall we do it in in reverse order from third? third? Okay, let's have third place. Third place <laughs> was Captain Matthew. Uh, hey, and he increased his score. How long was it over? Do you remember the length of time? Was it about uh, three months? months? Three yeah, months, something like that. About three months. But he managed to increase by 13,066 gamer score points. So, well done, Captain In second place. Second place. Dalkin Monster. I think that's how we pronounce his. And he increased by 14,010 points. Man, I don't think I have that much on my gamer score. I know. He's, that is nearly as many as I've got all together. Yeah, that's insane. God. And coming out on top for one is Oak666 with an incredible, an absolutely enormous increase of 17,255. Wow. That's, See, I mean, uh, how much was it? 17,000. 17,000. Okay. 17,000. No, not 17. Still, that's that's a lot of points, man. A massive amount of points. Massive. Kudos to Oak 666. Well done to you. Well done. Now you can go back to having a life. And a couple of honorary mentions to fourth place, which was Mark himself, which he got. He got. Eleven thousand two hundred and four point increase, and yeah. Chinny, who came fifth, believe it or hey. not. Hey, hey, how you, what do you think about that, Chinny? <laughs> he sounds pretty happy. For with a ten thousand four hundred and fifteen point increase, so well done, Chinny. Yeah. And the winner received one year's Xbox Live Gold membership. So pretty good All competition. Right. Pretty good okay. competition. And can he have a shout out, please, for his fellow Zulu squad members? No, Yay, I'm not Zulu squad. Rubbish, but he's Zulu Whatever. squad. Last what? shall be first, man. Let me tell you. And um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, the last shall be first. Yeah, he's even quoted your little motto. Yeah. yeah. The last shall be first. Best. He wins, you lose, whatever. Right. Do you know, actually, I've been really remiss. I haven't taken part in anything because I've been away and stuff. And, yeah, Delta School. Mind you, I'd be more of a hindrance than a help, in all honesty. Yeah, well. I don't Nothing's going to help y'all when you go up against the Zulus. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should have a Worms tournament. I'm good at that. Good at Worms. <laughs> Whatever. What about Let's have an Ico tournament. Can we have Wee Bowling? <laughs> yeah. Peggle <laughs> tournament. We should do a Peggle tournament. Peggle tournament. Yeah, now I like. <laughs> now you're talking. Now yeah. you're talking. Um, so thanks to Mark. Thanks to Spitfire Ian for those emails. Thank you, guys. Get emails. Yes. Um, and I think it's time that we wrapped up and got the hell out of here because I think we've rambled on longer than normal without Chinny. Yeah. Keep us in check. Yeah. Um, so shout outs. Go for it, uh, Duke. Who are you going to shout out? Okay. Outs? My first shout out, it's going to actually, it's my only shout out, is the Flame Double XL. He, uh, he said he liked the Cranky Duke stuff. So uh, thank you for that very nice message. And uh, shout out to CPM and the other Zulus because CPM is the one who got me hooked on Kingdom for Kefling. So I really thank him for sucking away all my time with that game. But uh, no, it's been a lot of fun and I'm really glad that they hipped me to it so yeah i appreciate that and all the zulu squad we rock and uh i look forward to playing more games with everybody on the site there you go excellent yeah um well my shout out wait a minute what I'm... about zombie chinny oh, do a shout yeah, out on then. zombie chinny okay, go, go ahead shout oh, out go. chinny go. Uh, shout outs to the brains Oh, pfft, no, is that it? Out. I guess. Stupid zombie. Stupid zombie. Yeah, uh, it's just rubbish. He's not as good as a real chinny. I have. Do you know yeah, what? I didn't uh, think we'd miss him, but I have to say, he's better than the zombie chinny. He's much he? better than the zombie chinny. Yeah. What do you guys say for yourself, zombie chinny? Uh, yeah, it's just rubbish. Waste of time. Yeah, he didn't have much to say, did he, really? Did. Um, Yeah, I've got a few shout-outs, actually. I've got more than oh, one. Yeah. More than one this week. Uh, first of all, I'm going to shout out all the 035s, which I never do, and I should do, shouldn't I, really? I should Yay, shout 035s. All the members, you know, and all the listeners. Thanks for listening. And all the new members. we got like 100 new members. I know, I know. Thanks Welcome. for listening. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to shout out the Overseas Connection, because I never do that, and they always shout out us, you know, us out, so I feel bad about that as well. Yeah. So I'm gonna... And I'm also going to shout out Ad Rocksky and Thumbsticks, so you Thumb should listen sticks. to that as well. Listen to Thumbsticks yeah. and listen to the Overseas Connection, because they're both That's great. Right. And the Couch Marks, the regular and, show. Don't, don't I think they've gotten... I'm actually enjoying Couch Marks more and more these days, because they seem to have toned down the screaming at the top of their lungs a lot. Yeah, and I've got to say as well, the sound quality seems to have been... you know. And they've compressed it, so it's not a 700 megabyte yeah. file these days. Yeah, so well done, Couch Marks. Yeah, Which... well done. They're getting better. They're getting better. I don't know whether they listen to us, but... Now, Thumbsticks, I'll tell you, man, the most recent thumbsticks, oh my god, they had three of them, and apparently they just had one mic, and they were all sitting about ten feet away from it. So it's like, what are you doing? Get each person a mic, or at least get a handheld mic you can pass around or something. Really? Was it that bad? I haven't it listened was to hard it. to hear them at points, because I, I had it on the iPod, and I was listening and like, straining to hear it, and then suddenly they'll cut in the movie clip, which is great. I love the fact that they have all this pop culture music and things, and public enemy references and whatever it is, and they'll just drop in a line from a movie, which is great, but that's at a normal volume, so I'm straining to hear the real quiet thing, and suddenly here comes a line, rah, 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 rah. oh god. It was a little <laughs> unbalanced, but he said that he had had problems with it, so whatever. I think yeah, gonna well, I was going to say, the other thing, just uh, I was going to message Adrotsky as well, because it doesn't seem to automatically download on my iTunes, and for a bit I didn't think they'd made a show, because when I log into it's iTunes... Mine. Yeah, it doesn't turn on mine, a bit odd, iTunes that. is broken. 
Maybe, maybe I need to unsubscribe and resubscribe and see if that sorts out the problems. I broke. I broke. <laughs> um, so that's that's my first lot of shout outs out yeah. of the way. I think I've covered okay. everybody. Uh, yeah. Second one's to John. Uh, one Wait, of that was just one of them? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No. Okay, go ahead. Second, second. Yeah, that was just one, but it was everybody encompassed. <laughs> I'd like to shout out every human on the planet. Yeah, everybody. Um, Okay, John. Yeah, second one's John uh, off the site who put up a little link to get 2,100 Microsoft points for 695. I saw that. Which I did, and it worked beautifully. It put up a nice little little code, and when you went and, you know, subscribed or signed up to this catalog thing, you don't have to buy anything else, but when you, you know, logged in and everything, you put the little code in and it knocked 15 quid off your purchase. Nice. Um, so yeah, I got my and I received my points whilst I was away on holiday. They came through the post, so absolutely fantastic. So thanks to John for that Yay. little shout out for John. Yeah. And we've also got a new reviewer, iTunes. Yay. iTunes, and he's called his uh, review about time, and that's Johnny Utah sixty six, who's been listening for about eight months. That poor bastard. Yeah, really. What's wrong with you, dude? Oh God, I haven't learned your lesson um, yet. But he likes our light-hearted approach uh, to the podcast and still informing on relevant and non-relevant information. Which I'm not is... light-hearted. What's he talking about? I take this seriously. <laughs> that does gamers need. The guy seems to take a swing more towards the 360, which suits me just fine. And I'm sure console? it suits most of the listeners. No, it's just because you haven't got a PS3. Cause you're <laughs> yeah, because the 360 is a better console. Is why I don't have a PS3. Whatever. You're talking to episode six about the fanboys. It's like, yeah, it's pretty yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Especially yeah. because, I mean, each, I mean, I'm always tongue at you. I don't care about which console is which. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like, I, I bought a 360 because it was the one that I found pretty cheap when I was trying to get a new console. So, mm. you know. Whatever. I just play They come out at the same time. I would flip the coin, probably. I'll there's there's play. positives and negatives to both of them. Sorry, go ahead. I'll just play on anything. I don't care. As long as there's a decent game on it, I'll play on it. Yeah, no I, have, I have no problem. It's like with the couch mercs say, man, we play games, not consoles. Correct. Yeah, it's a good motto. I do like their motto. I think it's a good motto. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Is that it? Is that uh, it? Have we got any more? Got... No, I don't think I have. I was yeah. trying to think if I had any others. Oh, and a shout out to the missing chinny, of course, and the zombie chin replacement. Yeah. And the zombie chin replacement. And on a final note, I think we might have a new feature next week. If oh, I can boy. Get wow, it we're getting all sorts of new features. Yeah, we're going to get a new feature next week, which is going to be called Quanrian's Indie Pick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, because he yeah. was talking about how there's all good games. Well, all right, fine. Let him give us the good games, and then we won't have to Yeah, but also what I'd thought is we could then limit him to one game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully he won't talk too long. Hopefully he's going to give us a little recommendation every week of an indie game we should check out. Yeah, that's cool. I hope. I've messaged him. He hasn't agreed to it yet, but I've announced it now, so he better have do. <laughs> We haven't solidified it, but it's going to happen for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a little bit of well, an if he doesn't, then I'll just pretend to be him. And I'll just, this is a great game. I really think you should give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I don't know. Why not? This is just how I talk, apparently. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there you go. So hopefully that will be in the, in, in the show next week. We'll have a little bit of quandary and telling us what games we should be picking up on the indie games now. Game. Which yeah. game? Which oh, game. Be- which game? But over the weeks, it'll be games. Over the weeks. Right. <laughs> but yes, he's only allowed one a week. I'm going to limit him. <laughs> okay. Good. But I'm sure he could talk for about 40 minutes on one game, so I'll have to watch him. I'll have to watch him. Yeah. And, and that's about it. So on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye.
Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Zama Instead, sit in my home, watch TV, turn it on, smoke, cook,